Hey Chica. So today we are talking about how to fit in everything that your life throws at you into your week. So oftentimes from my clients, they know I got a lot of kids. It's a bunch of us over here, right? Uh, but they also know that we're always busy. It's always something going on. And then they see us on Instagram, me and my husband hanging out for date nights and me doing what I want to do with my personal time. And they're like, girl, how do you get all of that done? So today's episode is kind of going to kind of highlight my process to getting these things done and kind of give you some recommendations on what you can do to make sure um, you are living a fulfilled life, not only professionally, but personally as well. Um, if you have not listened to the episode about balance, and boundaries, uh, I'm going to recommend that as a follow-up because one of the first things that I do, uh, period, in any period of life is just to make sure my priorities are in check. And that particular episode explains how I do that. But today, we are going to talk about how to manage your time so that you can do all of what you want to do as well as what you need and have to do. So that's today's episode. So let's hop in. You're listening to the Kay Whitaker Podcast, created for boss moms and wives committed to slaying their family and professional goals. You could say this show is the intersection of being a good boss, mom, and wife, and doing them all on your own terms. Together, we'll have unfiltered conversations with moms from across the world about what it really takes to have the life we dream about. Our guests will share stories of triumph, fears, and challenges, and will empower us with their own perspectives on how we can navigate through our own challenges and conquer them to come out victorious on the other side. Our host, Kay Whitaker, is a successful entrepreneur currently running two businesses alongside her husband, Tim, while raising four children, ranging in age from an infant to a very busy teenager, while still making time for each other and the things in life that they both love. Kay has designed this show to be a safe place for honesty, vulnerability, and empowerment. To support one another as we boldly go after life's dreams, tear down old ideologies that keep us hostage, and as we pursue our own modern definitions of success. If you're an ambitious boss mom looking for a community that supports you while you continue to evolve into the woman that you and everyone else loves, then stick around, because you're already amongst a good group of girlfriends. Now, let's jump into today's episode. All right, ladies. So let's chat. So when I get the question, okay, how do you do all of everything that you do? Uh, I kind of chuckle because for me, it is almost second nature, but it hadn't always been. And I too have been in the position where I'm like, Dang, I just don't have enough time. I can't take care of myself. Uh, I feel like I'm missing my husband feel like I'm missing myself for lack of better, you know, words. And I just, I completely understand how you feel. So today my whole goal is to share with you, um, how I get to do all of what I want to do and what I have to do in hopes that it will inspire you to apply some of the same practices, uh, into your own life as best you can so that you can start to see, uh, some improvements in your productivity, your efficiency, both professionally, but also personally as well. Cause I think it's really important for us as entrepreneurs, especially women, when our natural gift is to be nurturing and take care of so many other people, our husbands, our families, um, our, our clients that we oftentimes forget ourselves and, I can just say this outright. I am very selfish about my time. I'm very protective about myself. I'm stingy. So me not taking care of myself is not an option. So even in the roughest of times, I find ways to carve out time just so that I can feed myself 
uh, personally, and that's what I'm going to share with you today. So one of the first things um, that helps me to be able to do everything that I have to do and some of the stuff that I want to do is that I put my personal affairs on my calendar. Like I treat my personal affairs, both for myself, my husband and my kids, like business affairs. Okay. So if y'all know, if you've been following me for any length of time, you know that the calendar is like everything in our house, but like for real, for real, it's everything. So when I want to go work out, I put it on a calendar. When I want to go to the spa, I put it on a calendar. When I want to go to the nail appointment, I put it on a calendar. When I want to go and get waxed, I put it on a calendar. When I want to go and get a massage, I put it on a calendar. And you know why it's on a calendar? Because my calendar controls my time that I have available to my business. And sometimes people make appointments with me <laughs> without talking to me, which is great, but I don't want those things to interfere with what I already have planned. So my personal stuff goes on my calendar. If I have to be at the kids' school, if I'm going to eat lunch, if I need to pick them up, if we've got an after-school affair, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's related to me personally and family, uh, it goes on the calendar. Time with Timothy goes on the calendar. That way, nothing else can interfere with that. Now, the key to this is, when you put it on the calendar, you got to commit to it, right? I know so many people, and sometimes I do this. I'm not saying that you have to be rigid, but I know so many people that will do this part, but then they don't commit to it, right? It's there and it looks good and they feel good. They can pat them on themselves and say, oh yeah, I made time for myself or I scheduled time for myself, but let business call, right? Especially for those of us that run our own companies, let a client call. Let an email come through. Let something happen that we think is an important or an emergency and we just drop ourselves uh, for the case of coming to the rescue. I don't do that. I don't do it. And I know that sounds crazy. And I know you might be thinking, oh, that's bad service. It's not. It's not. I don't have customer service complaints. I have expectations that I set. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. I have expectations that I set up with my clients from the very beginning. And I manage those expectations through my behavior. So if somebody emails me today, my normal response time for an email is 24 working hours, not including the weekend. So if I don't answer you right away, it's not the end of the world uh, because I've given myself and you notice that there, I have 24 hours to answer your email. Uh, if it's an emergency, um, nothing's been an emergency, right? <laughs> like nothing is an emergency. So I have standards in place that manage the communication process between me and business so that business does not interfere with me personally. When it comes to my family, um, my kids know it's mommy time. Tim knows that it's mommy time, but we communicate here. Like we talk to each other and my kids also have the responsibility of calendaring out what's required for them. And if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't exist. So if today is today and tomorrow you've got something that comes up at school, but you've known about it for a week and you fail to plan for it, guess what you're gonna miss? If I've got something scheduled, your commitments or your responsibilities because you didn't plan properly. We're in our life lessons, right? So everything goes on the calendar, doesn't matter if it's personal or professional, because my calendar is what 
manages my time, if that makes sense. Okay. So the second thing that I do uh, that helps me to be able to do everything is that I project manage myself. So I am a solo entrepreneur that outsources for help. And sometimes we run intern programs, but for the most part, I'm the person that's doing the coaching. And um, in some cases, I'll do the actual done for you work. In those cases, there is a specific amount of time that I desire to work every week on client stuff, okay? And I plan for that in advance, right? And that may fluctuate quarter over quarter, uh, year over year, but general rule of thumb is that I'm gonna commit X amount of hours to my business every week working on client work. Well, once I've established what those hours are, I calendar them in and I project manage those hours. So if I've allocated 20 hours a week to work on clients, then in those 20 hours, I have to divide what's gonna be what, right? So how many hours a week are gonna be dedicated to uh, actually doing the work? How many hours a week are gonna be dedicated to client meetings? How many hours a week are gonna be dedicated to marketing, so on and so forth? Once I've blocked off those hours, then I project manage those hours according to my workload, okay? So that keeps me on track because I know that I've only got so many hours a week that I'm able to work that I've allocated for myself because the rest of the hours in the week belong to some other part of my life. The rest of those hours a week may belong to self-care, they may belong to the kids. They may belong to Timothy and I. So if I go over the allocation of hours that I have for myself for work, then I am going to disrespect the hours that I've allocated for other parts of my life, which then create chaos because I've planned for all of that time, if that makes sense. So I'll give you an example of what that looks like. Uh, I have a specific amount of hours set, right? That I am going to do done for you work, okay? So if I know that I've got, let's just call it 10 hours a week, right? If I know that I've got 10 hours a week that I'm dedicating to done for you work, then I am going to calendar on what day I'm going to spend those 10 hours a week doing that work. So I choose to split those hours between days, five on Mondays, five on Fridays right? Let's just call it 10. That way I know that on Mondays, part of my day is going to be building out. And on Fridays, part of my day is going to be building out. So when I'm meeting with clients, it is wisdom that I don't take on more in that week than I have time allocated to do because I'm not going to be able to offer a service to a client in a good way, right? They won't receive good service if I overpromise what I can do for them for the week. So, and granted, this is a learned behavior. So I'm not saying that I just woke up like this. I've been doing this for going on seven years. So I've had to learn how much time it takes me to do each function in my job and then how much time I need in order to do that in order to meet whatever goals I have, right? Now, I don't charge by the hour. I charge a service fee. So it's not like I'm charging clients by the hour, but that's how I'm managing myself so that I stay on track with delivering good work and not being stressed and not 
over promising things that I can't deliver. Okay. So that's just one example. Then if I've got six hours that I'm dedicating to client meetings, then that means I've got six meetings that I can have throughout the week and I'll divvy out when those hours are going to be delivered. Right. So that's kind of how that works. So I project manage myself in that way for work so that I know what I have left and available to do everything else in my life. And then every week I sit out and I look at the week and I say, okay, Mondays and Fridays, that's standard, that's standard done for you time. I know that I'm gonna spend X amount of time on these days doing that work. How many client meetings do I have? Or even when I'm scheduling my meetings week over week, you know, I make sure I don't have more clients one-on-one than what I can handle. And then I look at what's left uh, and say, okay, where can I spend those hours? Now, lots of times I have like standard classes at the gym. So on Thursdays, there's a cycling class that starts at 1030. So I'm not going to schedule a client meeting at 1030 anytime before 1030 or right after like 1130, because I know that I won't have the time available to meet with them. So instead, I might push that client till 330 after Morgan gets home. Okay. So that's just the idea of how that works. Okay. So now that I've project managed myself, um, I'm also giving myself a buffer. So when I schedule anything, I always schedule it with 30 minutes extra, if that makes sense. So I don't care what it is. And the reason why I do that is because I want to give myself a buffer in the event something pops off unexpectedly, right? Maybe there's traffic coming home. Uh, maybe a call goes over time. There's always like a 30 minute buffer. Um, maybe I want to sit in the tub a little longer to clean up after I exercise. I don't know. Just I'm always scheduling with a buffer of a specific amount of time. Time for me is 30 minutes, but that doesn't mean your buffer have to be has to be 30 minutes. You just have to decide, okay, I'm going to schedule with the buffer so that you have extra time available so that if something pops off, you're not stressed because you've already pre-planned for the buffer. I hardly ever use the buffer, which means I have more time to myself or some extra stuff. And I can decide in that moment what I want to do with that extra stuff. But it's always there. So in the rare occasion that I do need to use it, it's available and it doesn't cause me stress because I've went over on something, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, in addition to that, after uh, I've kind of scheduled with the bumper, I look at the week and see what's happening. And usually I'll do this like a month in advance. So I'll look at because we're that detailed as far as how we plan. Uh, I'll know what the month looks like. And I'll looking at the month, I'll see if there's any conflicts because, right, this is not perfect. Something's going to come up or something's going to have a conflict in schedule. And if there's a conflict in schedule, then I pre-plan for help. I am an advocate for help, okay? Um, especially now that we're in a different city and it's just us by ourselves. Um, it, it has been a challenge from a help standpoint, but the system is so good for us that it allows us to see if something needs to shift. So in a perfect linear world, right, this would be um, ideal. Nothing would kind of rough up this process, but we all know that life ain't perfect. So if we can pre-plan for as much of it as possible, then we can foresee 
where there might be a problem and there might be a shortage on time or a conflict in schedule. Maybe the kids have something happening at the same time. So how are we going to figure that out? And by kind of using that foresight, it helps Tim and I to communicate better about what we need, who's going to do what. And if there's any gaps, we know how to fill them. Um, so you have to kind of look at your stuff in that way so that you can say, okay, this week there's so much going on business-wise that I really hadn't had an opportunity to do anything for myself. Like the time that I've had allocated for myself um, is being disturbed by other things. And it's really important to me that I get that time in because if I don't, then I'm going to be cranky. I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be irritable. and I'm not going to be the best uh, version of myself for the people around me. And that's not going to be a good experience for anybody. So because I know that there's been so many things this week that have kind of disrupted what I had planned for myself, it might be a good idea on this particular week to say, hey, babe, if you have a babe, hey, babe, um, you know what? This week is going to be really heavy and I am seeing that I'm not going to have a whole lot of time for myself. Is it possible that we could work together on a plan that either you can do a little bit more or we can adjust some of this so I can make sure I at least get in like an hour for myself for the week. If that's your allocation, maybe you don't have to negotiate that week and you only get an hour versus two hours for yourself that week. That's okay. Um, but if you look at what you have on your schedule and on your plate and you're looking at it far enough in advance, then you can foresee the stuff that you can control. Now, when stuff happens and it's out of your control, you know, you got to roll with the punches, right? You got to roll with the punches. But what I found by kind of managing our family like this is that there's not a lot of stuff that comes up that's out of our control. There are always going to be emergencies, you know, with kids, like something is always going to happen. Uh, for example, Summer had the flu like three weeks ago, and that was tough because she was at home and I still had clients that I had to work with and things of that nature. But because we were so prepared as far as knowing what was happening in our lives and knowing what was scheduled, Tim and I were able to sit down and say, okay, someone's got the flu. I know you've got to work. I've got this going on. This is what I have. You know, what do you have and how do we work together to adjust our schedules to make sure her needs are met, but our needs are still met as well. And we work through it, right? It's unexpected that she got the flu. We didn't expect that. But we were also able to sit down and collectively look at everything that we had going on and know how we were going to adjust to accommodate her being home, uh, our work schedules, the other kids' schedules, uh, and still be able to be productive from a business and work standpoint and still be able to get our own personal time because we still needed that time. You know, we may not have gotten as much of it or that time may look different. So where I might've thought I was going to the gym to work out, I might've had to work out at home while she was asleep, you know, those type of things. But we still were able to work through it, if that makes sense. Um, so that's really it. I know you're probably like, okay, that's it. But that that's really how we do it, right? I make sure that I know everything that's going on as far in advance as possible. And I know if you have not been a person that plans out your personal stuff, like calendars, your personal stuff, that sometimes that can be difficult. Um, but when you're running a business, when you are trying to have a social life, especially when you have kids, you've got to be like Kung Fu crazy about the time that you have because you only have 24 hours in a day. 
to get everything done. And in most cases, we feel like everything has to be done, right? But again, if you know what your priorities are and you know what season you're in, then you can better plan for what you're going to do. So in one season, I may say I'm going to spend three hours a week on myself personally, but in another season that may not be feasible. But if I know what the priorities are and I recognize where I am, then I can say, okay, you know what? This is just not the season for it. So maybe this this season, I'm just going to be able to squeeze in an hour for myself every week. Time is time, right? And if you plan for your time, then you can get everything in that you want and have to do and not feel like you're missing out on anything. Now, this is a learned behavior. So for somebody that just does not have a grip on your time, what I always recommend to my clients is I'm like, okay, well, if you have no idea how you're spending your time, it's just like your money. If you don't know how you're spending your money, then it's going to be impossible for you to save your money or for you to figure out how you want to make the purchases that you want to make. So you got to watch how you spend your money, right? It's the same thing with your time. If you don't know how you're spending your time, then you have no idea how you can better allocate your time to get more stuff done. So if you're not in the habit of really paying attention to what's happening with your time, then my challenge for you is for the next three to five days, just write down everything that you do. Don't change your behaviors. Just write down everything that you do. Write the time down, write what it was so that you can have a record of what a week looks like for you. So you can say, oh, you know what? This time and this day, I'm doing this, but maybe I can move that to a different time. You got to know how you're spending it before you know how to allocate it. And once you realize what you're doing with your time, you might say, oh man, I need some help. I'm struggling so bad because there's nobody here to help or I haven't asked anybody or solicited for any help because I'm trying to do things on my own, right? So you can identify what your gaps are, uh, plan for what you need and then be able to fit in uh, what you want so that you can start to live that kind of life. So uh, I hope that was helpful for you on today. I didn't want to be before you for too long. It's just that I've gotten that question a lot, especially now that we've moved, we by ourselves. Uh, and I'm starting to get back into the swing of me. Uh, life don't stop. Things just change, right? And in order for me to be productive, I've got to have a system. I'm very systematic, so i got to have a system to how I manage myself personally to make sure everything gets done. So let me know what you think. If there's some things, if you are like a, a time ninja and you are selfish about your time like I am, uh, and there's some practices that I didn't talk about that you do that work for you, I'd love to hear about them. Send me a message on Instagram, leave it in the comments uh, of the show. Like if you're on iTunes, I know for sure, or Apple Podcasts, I know for sure you can click the notes from the show and go straight to the, uh, the website and leave comments there. Uh, I want to know. Let's have a conversation about it. But if you don't have a pra uh, practice, try what I talked about. Just try it. Log your behaviors over the next five days and look at what you're doing so that you can know how to better allocate the time that you have to the things that you need to do. Uh, if you find that there's nothing on there for yourself, add it. Add it. This is what I have to do. These are the things that I want to do. And this is what I'm currently doing. Right. And then see where your gaps are so you can fill them. All right. I hope that was helpful. Thanks for popping in and sticking around with me. Uh, it is time for me to go uh, and get the little person off of the bus. Uh, but I will see you on the next episode. Bye for now.
If you loved this episode, Kay wants to know, please subscribe if you haven't already and leave us a five-star review telling us what you loved and what your takeaways were. By leaving your review, it helps us to continue to provide awesome content and book guests that you love and want to hear from. And as a token of our appreciation for your review, we want to send you a gift. Kay's compiled a list of her favorite resources that help keep her balanced, focused, energized, and sane, and she wants to send it to you. To get a copy of Kay's favorite things, leave us a review, take a screenshot of it, and email it to podcast at kaywhitaker.com, and we'll send it right over. It's that simple. Until the next episode, be sure to connect with Kay on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at kaywhitaker. This conversation has been great, and we can't wait to see you on the next episode.